Welcome to Barclays Money Plan Podcast, where our experts share their knowledge and insights to help you manage your money and become a better and more confident investor. This episode of Money Plan delves into the age-old question, is investing worth the risk? We discuss the role that savings and investments play to help guide you in determining whether to invest your savings. Hello and welcome to another episode of Money Plan, our regular personal finance podcast. I'm Jenny Souter and I work in the investments team here at Barclays. And in this episode of Money Plan, I'm joined by Claire Francis, Director of Savings and Investments, where we're going to be talking about whether investing is worth the risk. We know that so many people are nervous when it comes to investing and moving out of their savings account, which feels safe, and into something that feels a little bit more risky because we all know that stock markets can fall as well as rise may seem quite daunting. And this is actually one of the main barriers that we come across. Um, So what we're going to do today is just start to explore a little more about the role of savings and investments have to play together. Just before we begin our conversation, I just need to remind you that we don't offer personal advice. So if you are unsure about investing, please do seek independent financial advice. So Claire, let's just kind of dive right in with the kind of the big arching question is why do so few people invest in the UK? Obviously, we know that people tend to keep their cash in savings, but what do you think is actually stopping people consider putting their money elsewhere? Well, I think, you know, you've touched on it um, already, Jenny, that that sort of the whole issue of risk and your, you know, you you knowingly putting your money at risk, so to speak, because, as you mentioned, stock markets do go down as well as up. So there is a chance that you could lose money. And I think people, when they're sort of used to having that sort of comfort of having their money in, you know, with a bank, in a bank account, in a, in a cash savings account or their current account, you know, regardless of how much interest they're earning on that money, at least they know that if they put £100 into that account, they'll still have £100 at least there um, if they want to get at it. Whereas, obviously, if you invest money, you could invest £100. And if the stock market goes in the wrong direction, you know, the value of that could fall. Um But it's important to remember that stock markets also rise again. So if you leave your money invested, hopefully the value will go back up again. But it's that sort of feeling of taking that additional risk that puts people off. And also, I think a lot of people feel that investing is is very complicated and complex and um, they don't fully understand it. And that coupled with the additional risk means that rather than sort of giving it a go, they'll just stay where they know and where they feel safer. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you've mentioned risk there a couple of times. And I think that is one of the key words that people think of when starting to think about investing in the stock market. So what does investment risk actually mean? Well, I think this is an important point because we use the term risk a lot, uh, particularly when it comes to investing. But actually, if we think about it a different way, because risky does, you know, if you're taking, if you're doing a high risk, something high risk, it, do, it does feel quite daunting and, a, you know, and potentially quite scary. And if things go wrong, uh, potentially, uh, it could be quite catastrophic. But actually with investing, um, I think perhaps a better way to think about it is rather than thinking about it as being risky, think about it as being uncertain, because that's the problem here. You know, we just don't know what the future is going to hold. So we don't know whether the stock markets are going to go 
up or down next week. And it's that uncertainty, it's that not knowing um, that I think can can make people sort of feel a bit unnerved. And, you know, and it applies to other areas of life as well. So I think if we think about uncertainty rather than risk, because actually thinking about it that way um, perhaps helps uh, make us feel a a little bit, I suppose, less risky, less scary, um, because there's lots of areas of life where things are uncertain. So um, perhaps if we start to sort of think about investment risk as that, it's more that it's the not knowing, it's the fact that, um, you know, we can't be certain what's going to happen. But equally, if we look back at the past, and whilst it's important to sort of state that, you know, history doesn't necessarily determine what's going to happen in the future. What we can see over the longer term is that even if there have been periods where stock markets have fallen quite significantly, um, they always eventually recover. Um, And that's the thing that with investing is that if you can take that longer term view, that longer term outlook and be able to sort of ride out the ups and downs, then what we also can see from history is that over the longer term, stock market's performance tends to be better than cash. So if you've got money invested in the stock market, it will hopefully get you a better return. It will grow by more than if you just leave everything in a cash savings account. Yeah, and I think that's the key thing that, you know, when we think about um, investments versus cash, you know, let's face the facts that, you know, perhaps keeping all your cash in a savings account feels safe. But as you mentioned, there is a risk there with keeping your cash in just a savings account as opposed to that taking that longer term view, isn't there? Yes, because it's, it, you know, the chances are it won't grow by as much. And the other thing with cash is, as you say, a lot of people think of cash and it's perceived as being safe. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, if you've got £100, you put it in a savings account, that £100 will still be there as long as the uh, institution doesn't go bust. But that's that's a whole other issue. Um, But what people often forget about cash is that the value of that money effectively erodes over time because of inflation. So we know at the moment that inflation's been, you know, a big problem. Having lived through a long period of very low inflation, we're now seeing inflation at levels that we've we've not seen for sort of um, a couple of decades, probably. Uh, and the the problem there is, if prices are rising by more than the interest you're receiving on your savings, then your money isn't keeping pace. So your hundred pounds might be worth a um, hundred and five pounds next year. But because it's gone up 5%, for example. But if if prices have gone up by 8%, it's not going to buy you as much as it would at mm-hmm. the moment. So that's the, that's the sort of the risk of cash is that it will struggle to keep pace with inflation over time. Whereas if you've got some money invested as well, hopefully if you're generating better returns on your investments, then you're giving yourself a better chance of overall keeping pace with inflation. Now, I think it's also worth mentioning here that you know we're not talking or or suggesting that people put all of their money into investing as we've covered in previous episodes of, of money plan it's really 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 important to have some cash savings so really you know what you need is you need a mixture ideally of both so you'll have some money in cash savings that's there for your 
unexpected expenses. It's there for short term goals. So maybe, you know, saving up for Christmas, saving for, you know, annual holiday. Perhaps you're thinking of redoing the kitchen in a couple of years or you're getting married or want to save a house deposit. We'd suggest anything within the next five years um, you use cash savings for. And that's because of the the risk of investments and, and of stock markets falling, because if your money is only invested for a short period of time and the stock markets do fall, you haven't got that time on your side to, to necessarily wait for them to recover. So if you're needing to get at your money and the markets are down, that's the point at which that, you know, you potentially will lose money. Whereas if you can keep your money invested, um, then hopefully, you know, it should recover and you'll see it you know build again so that's why for the longer term goals so anything over five years that's where investing has the role to play because hopefully it will help grow your money by more um, than if you keep it all in cash and so for things like planning for retirement if you're thinking about children's education university fees and things like that in the future all of those sort of longer term things that are you know 5 10 15 20 even 30 40 years away that's mm-hmm. where investing can really sort of come into its own that's great so going back to that key point about building and, and putting your money to work for achieving your longer term goals how is it that we can help people take that first step into the world of investing? Do you have any advice if people want to start pushing their money to work? What do they need to do? What do they need to think about? I think it, let's go back to that sort of risk question or uncertainty. How comfortable do you feel about uncertainty? Because this is where everybody's different. So some people will feel less worried about the fact that, you know, they may see the value of their investments fall in the short term than others. So the first thing to really think about is how comfortable you feel with that. Now, if it's just unpalatable and too scary, you don't even want to go there, then investing probably will never be right for you. And, you know, that for those sort of people, you know, that if that's you, then mm-hmm. sticking with cash is probably the right option. But for most people, they will have some sort of tolerance. And again, if if we if we're talking about money that you can be putting away for five years or more, the chances are that even if there are periods where it might um, fall a bit in value over five years, you should see the value rise so that it would be worth more in five years time than it is today. Um, the thing with investing is it's a bit of a risk reward game and, and, and this is why people do it and, and this is why some people are happier to take more risk because if the more risk you take, um, then potentially, hopefully, you know, the, the bigger the rewards will be. So it's that trade-off and this is where it's important to think about how comfortable are you are with risk because the, the risk that you're taking does vary with investing. It depends where you put your money. And this is where it's really important because um, you can also reduce the level of risk. And one really important thing that we talk about with investing is diversification. And it's spreading your money. So if you just buy shares in a single company, for example, your fortunes are dependent on how that company performs. So if it does well and the share price rises, happy days, right? You see the value of your money go up. But if the share price falls, then obviously, you know, if you need to get at your money, you're going to lose money. 
if you spread your money between more companies, then hopefully that diversification, even if the share price of one company falls, hopefully you'll have money invested in other companies where the share price is rising. So that's why diversification can really help because it's spreading that risk and helping to sort of smooth the overall returns. And so thinking about how comfortable you are with risk and then looking about diversification is a really good thing to to be considering when you're starting investing and there are ways to do this now you can do it yourself by buying shares in lots of companies but obviously that takes quite a lot of time to do the research and you know to get that proper diversification you know you'll be often look at you know wanting to have sort of tens of companies within your investment portfolio so a much easier way of doing it is to invest in a fund rather than buy shares individually so the way a fund works is your money is pooled with that of other investors and then the fund manager will invest it all on your behalf and a single fund will often hold between sort of 50 and 100 companies in it so you're getting quite a lot of diversification there um, as well as investing in lots of you know companies or whatever it's also important to think about investing in different parts of the world and different um, sectors so again they'll all perform differently so that diversification by spreading your money around um, again you're helping to sort of smooth and reduce the overall risk that you're taking again you could do this yourself by buying different funds in different sectors and different com- countries um, or another option that we we See uh, is very popular, particularly with people starting out when they're investing, is to invest in what's called a ready-made investment fund. Um, we offer five at Barclays. Um, other providers offer similar products, uh, but the way they they work is they're almost they, your diversification is done for you. So as well as holding having exposure to lots of different companies they also invest across the world and they invest in a mixture of shares and bonds and will also have some cash in so shares perform differently from bonds and then you've got a bit of cash there because it is um that that sort of security lower returns but that security so that full diversification um is all available within a single fund and the way the funds differ as i mentioned we've got five of them at barclays is the level of risk they take so if you're a bit nervous and want to sort of stay quite cautious you'd go for one of those sort of more cautious funds but if you're feeling adventurous happy to take that additional risk you could go for one of the higher risk options and again the how that differs is the high risk ready-made investment funds will have more um, exposure to shares to equities um, because they tend to you know over the long term should give you a better return but they might be more volatile along the way so if you're comfortable with that risk and you know go for a higher risk fund you'll have more in shares and less in bonds and cash whereas if you go for one of the lower risk options you'll have a greater exposure to bonds and cash but the, the overall return is likely to be lower so that can be a good place to start if you're not that confident about what you're doing um, and want to get that sort of immediate diversification to help spread that risk and reduce the chance of you losing money and and I think that's a a really good way kind of helping first-time investors think about you know taking that first step the fact that you can perhaps choose a product 
that already has a sort of level of comfort applied. So there really is an option for everyone depending on how much risk you want to take. But as you say, if it's part of that long-term strategy, i.e. if you're investing for five years or more, you know, it really is something that you should be doing to help make your money grow because keeping your money in a savings account isn't always a safe bet either. No, absolutely. And I think the other thing that we often see is people will, you know, they start off um, on the more cautious side. Uh, and then as they get more comfortable with investing and understand it a little bit more, we often see their sort of confidence grows and their, their sort of willingness to to take on a, di- a bit of additional risk. So we will see people sort of, for example, with the ready-made investment funds that I mentioned, start off in a lower risk option and then either start to put money in one of the higher risk funds or move all of their investments from the lower risk one into a higher risk or keep their ready-made investment but then start to add on at the side other things that that they're Mm. choosing themselves so maybe um different funds sort of single sector funds so a, a european fund or an american fund or an emerging markets fund or they'll start to buy shares in individual companies to sort of complement and and build out that sort of investment portfolio so we do see that happening and i think you know that's the other thing to, to bear in mind here is that with time your attitude to risk can change and vary and it can also go the other way perhaps as you're nearing the point where you are going to need to start accessing the money that you've got invested you might want to move it into sort of lower risk in investments so it's sort of really trying to sort of recognize that this is all flexible and it can be altered to suit you and your needs and your goals um so you know it's not set in stone and what you start to do on day one isn't what something that you have to do forever so very much sort of tailor it to suit you yeah and of course and as as your personal circumstances change as well it may be that you have to take money out but it's not the point about investing is that it's not completely stuck you know you can take money and put money back in a later stage if and when you need to so I think I think that's where people kind of worry about investing as well that it's completely your money's locked away and you can't access it but as as, as life changes and your circumstances change and as you say as your comfort level changes over the years it really should be something that people um, are thinking about and taking that sort of step to to help build their wealth for the future so thanks Claire that's really great so just as a kind of final thought then are there any other tips to share that's going to help investors feel a little bit more comfortable or gain a little bit more confidence in investing in the stock market? Yeah, so we've, we've obviously talked a lot about diversification. But I think the other thing to think about is that, um, you know, if you it's not to worry too much about whether it's a right time or a good time to invest, what you can do is you can set up a regular payment. So in the same way that a lot of people will have a direct debit set up to move money into their savings account every month, you can do the same with an investment into an investment ISA or into a general investment account. So if you're putting money in in every month, then some months the markets will be up, um, other months they'll be down. And, and uh, But even if the markets are down, what that means is that when you invest your £100 or whatever, um, you'll actually get more units, investment units that, that you buy. So it all smooths out. It's called pound cost averaging. But it's a really nice way of sort of getting into that habit of investing regularly, starting to build that money for the longer term um, without having to worry about investing a big lump sum. And then, you know, the following week, the markets plunge and you sort of feel a bit sick and think, oh, God, what have I done? 
done. Um, so it can help help with that. And then I think the other thing is, um, you know, remember what you, why you're doing this. You know, investing is for the longer term. Um, we suggest at least five years, but obviously the longer you're be- the, the better. So try not to be too um, distracted or worry too much about what you're hearing and reading in the news um, about companies and the economy and stock markets because it can be nerve-wracking if you're sort of reading that the markets have fallen uh, and it can make you question whether you're doing the right thing and and what a lot of people do do is they their knee-jerk reaction is to sort of panic and pull their money out if markets have, have fallen significantly but obviously if you do that then you're going to miss out on that sort of upturn and that rebound which can often be quite strong and can often come quite quickly after a significant fall so just sort of try and um, hold your nerve keep invested remember you're in it for the long long game um, and don't sort of worry too much about what you're hearing and seeing on the news and social media thanks so much Claire and I think that's a really nice way to sort of round up this episode you know there's a few sort of takeaways for our listeners there so the importance of 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 thinking about investing alongside you know having your cash and savings is really important the fact that you can obviously choose investments, build a portfolio that's correlated to your level of comfort. Um, you know, set up a regular payment is, is really important so that if, if the stock market does fall, um, you're obviously taking advantage of that, which is great. And then not paying attention to what's going on across the media and in the news. And essentially, the key thing is having that longer term view. So as you say, investing, if you're thinking about putting your money away for five years, if you can do that, then investing should be part of your strategy to help build your wealth over time so I think those are kind of the key things that we can take away from this episode so I do hope that our listeners feel a little bit more comfortable not worried too much about investing or at least the thought of investing because actually it's not as scary as you think if you have a few strategies in place to help you so thank you so much indeed for joining us today and I hope that you all enjoyed that episode um please do like and subscribe to our podcast and we'll look forward to welcoming you back again soon Thank you. All investments can fall as well as rise in value and their past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. This podcast is not a personal investment recommendation.